0: It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusanowski and Drew Ramenda. Beautiful downtown Winnipeg, Manitoba. Eight degrees below zero Fahrenheit and it's only just beginning. Welcome to the Morning Skate. Sharks on the road. It's been nice to get away from SAP Center at San Jose after that seven-game homestand, especially given the fact that the Sharks only managed one victory in those seven games, which is awfully depressing. And they're coming off, Drew, a a game in which they made NHL history in a negative way. Uh, This reminds me of some other historical moments that happened earlier in the history of the Sharks, but for the first time (laughs) in the history of the NHL, a team took a 2-0 lead at the end of the first period and gave up four consecutive goals in the second period. That's not much fun, and the Sharks are going to have to figure things out as we hit the road.
1: Yeah, it, you mentioned it during the game, and I know you got on it right away because we had never heard about it where a team gets up 2-0 in two games in a row and then gives up four in the next period. Four straight. Four straight and end up losing the game. The The Sharks, as we talked about, during the broadcast last game, the Sharks have an immaturity to their game, I think, where they think it's going to get easy because they played so well in the first period. And now you, you would expect a, something to happen. You would expect something with the, with the team after you lose Timo Meyer, after you lose Nick Bonino, two leaders, two big guys who eat up a lot of minutes. You bring in some new guys. You thought things were going to, something was going to change. Now sometimes it lights a fire. Sometimes it, you go the other way. But on this particular one, the home stand itself, just, it, they, they just never grabbed a feeling of confidence. They never showed that they played with confidence for 60 minutes. Consistency is the big issue with the San Jose Sharks right now, and I don't know how you coach consistency. You can't. I don't think. I don't think you can either. You have to. There, there's got to come a time where it's not up to the guy behind the bench. He's done what he can do. He can't go out and play shifts for you. Those coaches can't go out and play for you. You have to do it. And the Sharks start the game well in two games in a row, and then they think it's going to get easy. They start getting lackadaisical with the puck. The other team you know is going to come out with a push, and you don't push back. You take it. So the Sharks tonight against... The Winnipeg Jets, who are a very good team, who are desperate for wins because they're in a playoff race, and they hadn't been winning very often, and they've not been scoring very much, they light up Edmonton with seven in a 7-6 game. They've got a lot of reasons to be on fire, to be firing out of the gate tonight. And the San Jose Sharks have a big reason, Danny, and that's pride, because they got to get it back.
0: You have to see some some pride, as you said, but some players, when you tell them that they're not good enough and I'm thinking about one certain player in particular, you, you would tell him, you'd get on him, and you'd be negative with reinforcement, and he would just say, okay, I believe you, yeah. as opposed to getting mad and saying, I'm going to prove you wrong. That's part of the pride that has to well up, don't you think?
1: There was two young players, and I know who you're talking about, two young players my first years as a coach at the San Jose Sharks. You told the one guy, that if you're you're doing this, if if you talk to him negatively about his game, if you can if you criticize him during the game, he would take it and listen and and then be down. The other guy, if you told him something negative about his game, he'd look at you and go, oh yeah. He'd give you the you know what, and then he would go out and shove it up your keister to show and,
0: you. And uh, we're going to stay secret on this, but. Everybody involved with the first guy wanted him to be like the second guy because he would have been a better player, but the other guy played a long time in the NHL. Am I correct?
1: Yes, and one Stanley Stanley captain. Uh, yes. Yeah, so give me a guy who's got something to prove. Give me a guy who's got a chip on his shoulder and has something to prove and is competitive as you know what. Then you'll, I'll, I'll get your hockey player. I'll find you a hockey player in that guy. Right now, and, and because of the way contracts are and because of money nowadays... The old thing—it's hungry. It's hard to be hungry when you're full. Kind of creeps into the conversation every once in a while. But San Jose, the Sharks right now—they should have every one of them should have a chip on their shoulder. Every one of them should be upset. Every one of them should be mad, as mad as—well, maybe not as mad as David Quinn got last game, but certainly not happy. So they should be thinking to themselves. Not only do I have to go out and prove it to my teammates and to my coach and to my franchise and to my organization, I got to prove it to myself. There's got to be there's got to be a time when again, it gets away from David and the coaching staff where the guys have to go, "Okay. It's time now. Let's stop screwing around. Let's we got 20 games left. Let's go." And
0: and and that's similar to another situation that I remember from years ago when George Kingston said Let's have a mini training camp and let's just go zero and zero the rest of the year, because the team has lost 15 straight games. And uh, they go into Calgary, take a one nothing lead, and lose 13 to one. But that was a unique situation. But yet, uh, in a sense, there are some similarities, aren't there? Yeah, I mean, in terms of what you have to do, we just
1: weren't very good. No, this is different. Yeah, and uh, this this is these guys are good enough to compete. And if they play with the foundation, we asked David Quinn last game, give, me, give us the three things. One, they've got to be physical. Two, they've got to be be active and skate away from the puck. Three, they have to manage the puck. Managing the puck is where the root of their, their problems are. Good teams control puck. Good teams make the right play. And the Sharks, when they play with puck control and smarts and puck management, they're a good team. Are they a winning team? Not yet. And that's that's going to be this is, process. The process. This is the process. is The process,
0: or process, as we say yeah,
1: up here. Yeah, up here, we say the process. But that's why I'm so more, so much more American now than I ever am Canadian. We know. But, <laughs> um, so the the one thing when when I when I look at the sharks play, um, and you see, I see it. Everybody sees it when they give the puck away, they cause themselves so many problems. And
0: goaltending hasn't helped either.
1: Goaltending hasn't helped. But, you know, I think one begets the other. Right. So, you know, you can look at all the problems right now. and We can place the blame or you can, you can uh, place the blame or you can fix the problem. Because right now the Sharks have to fix the problem. We know the coaching staff is, is trying to do that. They had a long meeting this morning with the guys at breakfast. And, and now your job in an earlier game, 6.30 game, 4.30 uh, Pacific time, that that you have to go out there and just go play, just go play. But we have those three things in mind: manage the puck, be physical, be active. And so, I always think when you're struggling, you go back to basics. And that's, I think that's that's that that will help them against a very good team who's, like I said, hungry for points.
0: Well, obviously, that's true. And, and Winnipeg is a team that I think have been uh, underachieving the last yeah. couple of years. I think they're a pretty good club. You look at their, their 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 lineup right now, and Pierre-Luc Dubois is not available. He's a really talented player. But they've got Kyle Connor, They've got Mark Scheifele. They added Nino Niederreiter from Nashville. And by the way, all he does is score goals against the Sharks. Five in two games. So that that's shots. part of it. On five shots. On five shots. I know. <laughs> you know, you look up the middle. Adam Lowry is a guy that we know from San Jose over the years. This is a pretty darn good team. Sock who made a line and won a gold, a gold medal with Finland. So this is a team you know, Brendan Dillon and Dylan DeMello on yeah. the team. These are two ex-Sharks and I can't forget about one other guy since we've been talking about some of the old days and some of the old sorrows but I'm looking out on the ice and I see Wade Flaherty <laughs> Goaltending coach for Connor Hellebuck, one of the Vezina Trophy winners from the last couple of years. Wade played some of the most amazing games for the Sharks. Everybody remembers Game 7 against Calgary. I think it was 56 saves that night. But here was another game. We went to McNichols Arena in Denver, and I think he made 25 saves in the third period, and the Sharks ended up winning over the Colorado Avalanche. And so, Wade Flaherty, some big memories.
1: Fantastic person. Uh, Hard-working. Wonderful guy. Every day for Wade was a privilege to be in the NHL. He 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 understood that. Worked his tail off, and when he got in that Calgary series after Artie kind of lost his mind for a little bit after running Sheldon Kennedy, Wade played that Game Seven, and we had no business winning that hockey game. But Wade Flaherty, thank you very much for an outstanding performance, one of the best game, game 7 performances in the in National Hockey League history.
0: Yevgeny Svechnikov is going to be fired up. He played here in Winnipeg. Uh, also on the other side, Vladislav Nemesnikov, who was a Shark for two days, never played, will be on the other side. It's the Sharks and the Winnipeg Jets. We're on the air at 4 o'clock Pacific time. Join us at that time for the game. Until then, that's the morning skate for the day. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate.